A Riverdale recap podcast. So uh, this is our sixth episode. Yeah. So we're going to talk about chapter six, Faster Pussycats Kill Kill, (laughs) directed by Stephen A. Adelson and written by Tessa Lee Williams and Nicholas Zwart. It took two people to write this much sex well, I there was a lot of stuff that happened in this episode. This might be the plot heaviest episode. It, <laughs> so much happened. A lot happened. Uh, we, we start with a flashback to Betty's childhood. Yeah. She's in bed and Polly's there comforting her because she's scared. Mm-hmm. She's so scared that she's having one of these dissociative moments where it looks like Polly's a separate person. I know you still think they're the same, but yes, separate person. And Polly says that she'll leave the nightlight on for her. Mm-hmm. And then we jump to full-grown Betty's bedroom and the nightlight's still it's there. It's the same really awkwardly cute nightlight. It's very sweet. That is a good quality nightlight. <laughs> that is amazing. It still works. And then Jughead yeah. comes over for breakfast. Yeah, because that's normal. And he... Just chows down on a lot of pancakes while Alice Cooper stares at him (laughs) and just says, Jughead. She's never seen someone eat eight plates of pancakes before. (laughs) He ate food! Jughead is eating them out of house and home. Well, at least they have a house. We still don't know where he lives. You just know that if she knew Jughead's given birth name, she'd be using it. She hates that she cannot dead name Jughead. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Alice Cooper also tries to blame Jughead for like writing the article for, about Jason Blossom. For, for like, yeah, for getting Betty all mixed up in this Jason yeah. unpleasantness when we should all just move on and be glad he's dead. The end. And Betty's all like, "Uh, I asked him to help." Mm-hmm. And and then then there's some like, "Hey, hey." had eye contact, eye contact, and he's like, oh, oh, bathroom, where's the bathroom? Alice Cooper just says his name again with such disgust and shows him where it is, and Betty sneaks into her mom's purse. You know she's escorting him to the bathroom just so, like, he doesn't steal the silver or something. Or another pancake. (laughs) Hey, too many pancakes. So yeah, Betty starts taking pictures of mom's checkbook, getting some info uh, we, we cut over to Archie's mm-hmm. room, and I noticed something that definitively sets Riverdale in the present day, the first, like, unequivocal evidence. Yeah, what's that? Surely been in other episodes, but I haven't noticed. But Archie's room is covered in posters for the current DC Comics event, Rebirth. Oh. He's got Batman Rebirth up, Justice League Rebirth. I'm sure there's a Superman one in some shots. There, there you go. It, Against all evidence, it is 2017 in this world. <laughs> so so he Archie is standing in front of his mirror. Mm-hmm. Then, then all of a sudden, he like flashes to being at the audition. And then he flashes to like pulling something out of a trunk and he sees like this werewolf mask and suddenly he thinks there's werewolves. Yeah, he's freaked out by the werewolf mask as he's digging in 
his old trunk for a guitar strap. Yes. And then he goes to the audition, and people in the audience suddenly are wearing these werewolf masks in his brain. And Archie is terrified of werewolves, I guess. And then he runs off stage and doesn't play. Because of the spooky, scary wolves. And so then uh, Valerie talks to him, and uh, he's all like, well, well... Like, what if you sang with me? And she's like, I'm a pussycat. I can't, that would be cheating. That would be against the artistic integrity of the 75th annual variety show. Yes, because 75 years of it. This is the third quarter quell. Some weird <laughs> shit's going to go down. It explains why they kept showing that commercial for <laughs> Supergirl. Supergirl, where it just sounds like they're calling for Katniss the entire time. <laughs> Cadmus. For a second, I really thought you meant there was a crossover of some sort that I had not heard about. Like, what crazy world is this? I know it's a parallel Earth. Is Hunger Games real there? Are they trying to get Katniss to come help Supergirl? What? Yeah, they can't have the Green Arrow in that universe. That's only for, like, the annual crossover. But they can have Katniss they can, Everdeen. They can have a different archer, yes. Yeah, yeah. But back to this show. So Betty looked at her mom's checkbook and she was writing checks to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Mm-hmm. And they... Go- that's that's they- a, a Judas Priest cover band, but they only do, like, slow, uh, unplugged versions. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems to be a, a home for wayward children where yeah. they, like, turn you into nuns and... They, they look this up on the Sleuthster uh, search engine, which yes. makes its return appearance. I was yes. very happy. And and they read all about it, and they're like, "What's going on?" And then it's uh, it's lunchtime, and Jughead is eating a second food. He is eating like Doritos. This not the, the same as a burger. Most food he's eaten though in an episode. <laughs> he's not just mainlining coffee for once. Yeah, like actual so, food was consumed. So once again, lunchtime. It's it's always the time when we get the whole gang together, and all the subplots cross. So. Jughead and Betty are talking about their their planned operation mm-hmm. to check on Polly. Meanwhile, Archie's talking about his his stage fright and plans are developing on that side. Like, there's a little bit of a crossover, like, oh, what can I do to help to Jughead and Betty? And there's a whole comment about, like, we can't bring the whole Scooby gang. It'd be too suspicious. Too suspicious. Oh, and then we find out uh, that Veronica has convinced Kevin who is in charge of the 75th variety show, mm-hmm. that, you know, since Archie's your friend and you've, like, heard him sing before, like, you should just give him a spot, even though he didn't audition. Kevin has compromised his artistic integrity for the yes. sake of friendship and the plot. Yes. And then there is tension with the pussycats. Yeah, the pussycats are totally a Destiny's Child situation. You've got Josie in the front, who's going to be a star with or without these hacks behind her, and she's not afraid to let them know. Though they're not actually hacks. Like, no. they're talented, and they're great. But, yeah. Well, so is Kelly Rowland, but where's she these days, huh? Answer me that. I don't know. All right. No uh, one does. I think she's missing. Someone please send a search party for Kelly Rowland. Beyonce, go find her. Josie tells her, well, you sing with us, or you sing with him, but you can't sing with both of us, and Valerie quits the Pussycats. She's gone. Drop the mic. Well, I, I guess drop the keyboard. Ow, my foot. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Hermione Lodge uh, at the Andrews Construction, and she's all like, hey, Archie Pop, 
Like, you only got three weeks of money left. So I did the job you hired me for, and I saw how much money you have, and it's none. You have none money. This, this is bad. And he he says, uh, well, I can't I can't fire them. Last time it didn't go so well. Hmm, I wonder who that was. Bum, bum, bum. Jughead's dad, what? I do like the implication that he hasn't fired anyone in, like, what, ten years? Do we know it was that long? We it's, don't know how long it was. It seemed like a long time in the past. Yeah, it seems like it was supposed to be a while, but I don't know. Then they talk about how... You know, if he can get the bid for the old drive-in project. Well, yeah, because he did the demo, but now he's bidding on the construction yeah. that's going on the lot. Like, that would would make it. And he has this idea to co-host a, a woo the mayor dinner. <laughs> and is like, hey, you should come too, and we can woo the mayor together. Because you know about wooing people for contracts. It, there, there is some dramatic irony. He doesn't know that the secret buyer is his own employee, yeah. which is a massive conflict of interest. Like, yes. some other conflicts of interest will come to light, but no one mentions that one. <laughs> so then Veronica is, like, on her way there to bring her mom a office plant. She'll <laughs> be like, good first day on the job, Mom. Uh, but then she sees through the window Fred Andrews and Hermione Lodge smooching. They're making out hot and heavy. Uh, like, if she got there half an hour earlier, that plant would have been... F- Flung onto the floor, busted apart as they just raw dog it on the desk. I mean, at least they weren't like nude in the window. Yet? Yeah. She could have been five minutes later. So then we go to Archie in his room, playing some music, and his dad comes and he tells him that he brought bought variety show tickets for all his workers. And I'm like, we're like, hmm, maybe that's why you have no money in your company. And uh, <laughs> that might be a problem. I also bought them all boats. Everyone gets a boat. <laughs> He's also up front with Archie about, like, hanging with Hermione Lodge. Mm-hmm. And Archie's like, whatever makes you happy, Dad. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. It's, it's a little bit of a reversal. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to Josie, who is it's talking to her mom. Mayor McCoy, might we remind you. Uh-huh. And she's telling her about how, you know, Valerie quit. And her mom's just like, we'll replace her. Just replace her with someone who is... Pretty and skinny, but not as pretty and not as skinny as you. And, and be sure it's another girl of color. We have an image to maintain. Yes. Mayor McCoy is all about the the image of the band, the branding. Yes. Um, and this She's is, knee deep in hashtags. This is when Josie finds out that her dad, who is a mus- musician, mm-hmm. is coming in and missing two days of Jazz Fest to hear her. Is this play. the Chicago Jazz Fest? I don't know. Is he here? Well, I mean, that happens in the summer, so I guess not, because, like, this is in the middle of school year. So then we cut to Veronica talking to her mom, and she is very upset about her smooching Mr. Andrews. Oh, yeah. And uh, she asks her, are you leaving dad when he gets out of jail? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta stand by your man. Of all the moms on the show, she was the only good one. And now we got some heavy strain. Some real strain here. So then uh, Archie and Valerie are practicing. Yeah. Why is it in every scene where they practice, there's this one and one later where they're just like singing together on a couch. Why do they sound like a fully produced studio album? Because it's a TV show. It bugs me so much. (laughs) Why are they perfectly well mixed? What? (laughs) Uh, So then Veronica walks in and she is very upset because... 
Archie has ditched her because she was supposed to sing with Archie as her buddy. And he's like, well, no, you were just giving me a favor. You're off the hook now. And she is not happy about it. No, it, w- it wasn't a favor. It was a team. You broke up the team, Archiekins. And, and Your family is ruining everything in my life right now. And, and then she goes in also about how his dad kissed her mom, and she's not okay with that. And Archie's like, well, your dad's in jail. Oh, wait, wrong thing to say, wrong thing to say. I should not have said that. Never mind. That doesn't matter. So, so yeah. Veronica's uh, pissed. Incarceration is her hot button the same way Polly is for uh, for Betty. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the scene where we get Veronica in a platinum blonde wig <laughs> dipping someone in a volcano or something. I don't know. Because there's volcano murder. In some family. Just you wait. Uh, so Veronica goes to the pussycats and is like, stop looking for another cat. I got a lot of aggression that needs channeling and I can sing. <laughs> like they're, they're planning to do a disco cover. That's the, the mood you want. Aggression. <laughs> disco is sex music for people with a lot of cocaine and glitter. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing aggressive about that. Jughead and Betty get off the bus and they are standing in front of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy house, and Jughead's all like, don't judge a home for troubled youth by its facade, because it looks terrifying. The whole thing, inside and out, and the gardens out back, it's an X-Files set. Top to bottom, (laughs) Polly is living in an X-Files set. Yeah. Uh, So they go in, and Betty signs in, but they won't let Jughead back. So uh, Betty's getting the tour, and this, like, person who works there is all like well uh it's silent reflection time and usually polly likes to be in the garden of deliverance for this so let's go out there so they meet all these hillbillies wrong wrong yeah uh so then we see polly yeah and little polly polly's pregos she's totally pregnant there's a polly and a half cut to commercial polly's got a baby yeah, well, she's in about there. to. Well, it's like in there. There's a fetus. There's a little Cooper. So then they start talking about Jason, because it is mm-hmm. Jason's. And Polly tells a completely different version of events. They never had a fight. She never tried to hurt herself in any way. Uh-huh. Uh, Polly was told by their parents that Betty didn't want to come see her. Which she knew was a lie. She knew it was a lie. And that she was locked up because they couldn't control her. And Jason was excited about the baby and they were going to run away. And on July 4th, she was packing. But uh, when she went downstairs, mom was waiting with people from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy House. Yeah. And, and From the like, Silent Sisters. Through her. She was forcibly committed on the morning of the 4th. Yes, and, and Polly doesn't know. Polly just now, in this episode, finds out that Jason died. Well, we know that she doesn't know, but then she's like, well, like, I can get out. I can go be with him. Like, you can help me run away. We, we can meet. Uh, he had a car that he was, had ready for us to go. It was past the maple syrup sign. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, like there's one maple syrup sign on that highway come on and and then that is when betty starts to try to tell and polly gets it and she mm-hmm. starts freaking out because jason's dead i like that betty can't actually say the words yeah but in the end she doesn't have to like polly gets it yeah yeah 
They're, and, they're sisters. And then a sister of quiet mercy person just appears and is like, come with me. So then we cut mm-hmm. to Veronica at rehearsals with the Pussycats, and she's yeah. on her phone. Veronica sucks at pussy practice. And Josie's very mad at her. Mm-hmm. It's the lip syncing. She can't manage it. And she she's all... Josie says some stuff to her, and they have a little thing, like a little argument that's all about daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And Veronica spills a bit about how, like, I haven't seen my dad in months, and... And Josie feels bad Yeah, says sorry. Now, Josie's got some dad stuff, but we haven't met her dad. We just know no. that she is on pins and needles, on, on tenter hooks. She's on many pointy things, Yeah, knowing that dad's about to be in town. Yeah. Meanwhile, Valerie and Archie are having a little rehearsal trouble, too, because Valerie's very concerned about leaving the Pussycats. Because She's taking a chance. This is her ticket. The Pussycats, as far as high school bands go, are very, very successful. Yeah. So then we go back to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Like, what a hard name to say. I keep having to think about it really hard before I say it. SQM, the Squims. <laughs> squims. We go back to the Squims. And Betty's, like, locked in a room and trying to get a call out to Jughead, but it won't go. And then suddenly, suddenly, Alice Cooper appears. I pay the sisters good money. You don't think they call me when Polly gets a visitor? Like, yeah, you probably should have seen that coming. So then Alice Cooper is walking out with Betty and Jughead behind them, and then Polly sees them, and she confronts Alice. Mm-hmm. She's all like, why did you tell me Jason was dead? And and Polly gets, like, carted away, and, like, a worker, like, blocks Betty and Jughead from doing anything, though Betty does get a hug in and is all like, I'll get you out. I'll get you out. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. The The best part of this whole scene, like, Okay, Polly's dragged away screaming by two burly orderlies, Mm -hmm. and it's very dramatic. But then in the reverse angle, there's just one guy all in white, sort of quarter blocking the hallway, staring down Jughead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he's going to do it. I could beat up Jughead. Come on. Hey, I I think he's... A scrapping young man who can throw some punches. He's probably got, like, pocket sand. At all times. He fights dirty. He fights dirty. That He would be the guy who, like, tucks and rolls and comes up behind you and then, like, hits yeah. you with a rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he stomps on your foot and then punches you in the dick. That's his one move. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is, that is Jughead's self-defense technique. <laughs> That's my burger. I don't know you. So then we cut to dinner with the Andrews and the Lodges yeah. and the Josie family. The McCoys. The McCoys, that's their last name, McCoys. Like, yeah, awkward breakfast, not enough. Awkward dinner right on top. I love this show. It's <laughs> made for me. And we meet Josie's dad. Miles McCoy. Yeah. A tried and true diehard blues man. Yes, uh, he's not into that pop music. No. There's a a real tension between the art and the the business side of music in Josie's parentage. And uh, And I don't know how they get along. And no one from Josie's family is happy to hear Veronica has joined the Pussycats. No, because 
for one thing, that's not with their image. That's mm-hmm. why mom doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And dad doesn't like it because Val was actually... Uh, gave them integrity. Gave them integrity, which he says right in front of his daughter, the front person of this group. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. What a dad. So supportive. So then we cut to the Cooper household. We're in Betty's bedroom and she's mm-hmm. talking to her parents and she's like, you hate them. You hate the Blossoms. And she starts questioning her dad. Like, you weren't at the movie theater. Did you break into Sheriff Keller's he house? does not deny it. And he's like, did you kill Jason Blossom? And meanwhile, Alice Cooper's sitting in the corner. And at first you wonder if she's crying. And then no, no, she is doing a maniacal laugh. <laughs> and is like, you think he could have killed him? You think he has the stomach for that? <laughs> he couldn't have done it. I wish I did it. <laughs> Just like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, buddy, but I married a total wuss. He wouldn't kill that boy if he tried. It would have been amazing if he would have been like, but I did kill him. Just to prove you wrong. <laughs> so then we go back to the awkward dinner party. Oh, and yeah, now it's pitch time. Yes. I, I guess that... Fred brought, like, a dish to pass and then 40 slides and, like, three flip and charts. Easels. And One of those extender pointer things. <laughs> and so he finishes pitching and uh, Miles calls him a gentrifier, yeah. Okay, the only part of the presentation we see is the end where Fred's final point is that, you know, he's a local business so, you know, hiring local Riverdale labor to, to promote Riverdale families. Mm-hmm. So I guess Miles's objection is just to the job itself. Like whatever they're building, which like, I don't know what it is. It probably like condos. It's always fucking condos. <laughs> uh, uh, Miles McCoy would prefer that, that Andrew's construction act as conscientious objectors. Yeah. And... and starve i guess i don't know like i'm i'm with you but you need to protest these silent partners who are also in the room and you don't know it like it's not his call dude yeah it's lodge industries and then so the mayor uh is all like oh oh i want to award you this like i'd love to but they're already planning to accept from someone else it would take two signatures from the board to, to override that decision. Mwah, mwah. Yeah. After the dinner, Veronica and and uh, Josie go to Pops mm-hmm. for some good food and some milkshakes. They have a nice chat. Um, they're making friends. They're having a chat about family issues. Mm-hmm. And just like Archie before her, Josie is encouraging Veronica to at least listen to her mom. Yeah. Hear her out. Yes, maybe there's a side to it we don't you don't know. And then we go to the Andrews household. And uh Archie's all worried about failing at the at seventy fifth annual variety show in mm-hmm. front of his dad and all of his dad's coworkers that he bought <laughs> tickets for. No pressure. And Caesar's gonna be there with his brilliant white teeth and that blue <laughs> bun. This is when we find out that Archie doesn't know who Bob Dylan is. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck, Archie? You cannot have a career in music if you don't even know who Bob Dylan is. I guess that's more evidence that this does take place <laughs> this year. <laughs> Teens these days. Like, what? Archie. 
So then we go to the Lodge household, and Veronica is getting all ready to talk to her mom. She's like, yeah, I'm going to have this conversation. And her mom approaches her with documents, and Veronica thinks that it's divorce papers. It would be my first thought. Yes. But no, instead it is the papers for the uh, contract mm-hmm. to the construction. And uh, this is when her mom tells her, well, oh, when your father went in jail, we made you one of the people that, like, does this. That's to sign. <laughs> You're part of the company now. Surprise! Yeah, she, um, so she... sign this so Archie's dad can get the contract. I would like to point out that I don't think you can make a 15-year-old an officer of Lodge Industries. I don't think that's all above board. No wonder Hiram got super arrested. (laughs) Veronica is not happy. No. And she's all like, I will only sign that if you stop seeing him. Yeah. And she says, well, I'm not, I can't promise that. She's like, well, I'm not going to do it then. You made your choice, and she storms off, and then her mom forges her signature. Yes. Freaking forges the signature on the documents. How many lodges can fit in a federal prison? Let's find out. So then we go to the night of the 75th annual variety show. (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) And uh, Archie is telling Valerie that he can't sing with her that night. That she needs to be with Josie. Because they're such good friends. He doesn't want to be the person who breaks up the Beatles. He knows who the Beatles are, but he doesn't know Bob Dylan. As you said, maybe he just figured out who Yoko Ono was and was all like, oh. At uh, the awkward dinner party, Archie was accused of Yoko Onoing the Pussycats right in front of everyone present. Archie mentions how he was at the dinner with Mm -hmm. Josie and all that, and how her dad's in town. And Valerie's like, oh, well, that explains a lot about why she's being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that totally all makes sense now. Jughead at Mm -hmm. Betty's window on a ladder, knocking on the glass. He pops in like it's Clarissa explains it fucking all. It's all like, hey there, Juliet. And comes in, and Betty's kind of freaking out, and he's all like, you know, our parents are crazy. It doesn't make us crazy. It doesn't make us crazy. We're not our parents. And then, and then, and then. He leads in for a smooch. And they smooch. Plants a big one right on that coop coop. And I don't know how I feel about this. I feel very positive. I don't know how I feel. I have very mixed emotions about this. I, I mean, it was a pretty good kiss, but I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'd kiss either of them. Yeah. I mean, they're 15, so no, I wouldn't. But well, they're, they're in real, actors. In real life, I would guess they are both legal. It's okay. Cole Sprouse is the closest in age. I think he's the one that we can, like, have these thoughts about and it be okay. He's only a few years younger than us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Uh, but then, like, they get done with this, this, this kiss, this sexy kiss, and Betty, like, breaks away, and she's just like, the car, the car. That's what you're thinking about? Really? Breaking up our moment. (laughs) She realizes that Polly was talking about the car that Jason was going to use for them to run away with and how it's by the maple syrup sign. And if Jason died before he could get there, it should still be there. So they need to find it. Yeah. Uh, So then we go backstage before the 75th variety show. Mm -hmm. And uh, Josie is putting her makeup on and there is the most obvious product placement they, they slow <laughs> zoom right onto the exact 
Cover Girl mascara or Maybelline mascara? It's Cover Girl. Because of the commercials. Yeah, uh, a few episodes ago, there was the same zoom in on yeah, Betty's lipstick. lipstick. And every other episode, one of the commercial spots is a makeup tutorial to get one of the characters' looks with your cover girl. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this week was focused uh, on Veronica. mascara. Focused on mascara. So I guess in two weeks, maybe Josie? Maybe. They, they've done Cheryl, we're running out Betty, of girls. And, and now Veronica. Uh, Veronica, so yeah. So Josie's doing her makeup during all this, and Valerie comes in, and Valerie is like, I, I'm not singing with Archie, and Josie's giving her the cold shoulder. Valerie kind of puts her foot down and is like, I'm a valued member of this. I want mm-hmm. to come back. I also want to sing leads sometimes, and they, they kind of make... They negotiate. They negotiate. And uh, Josie declares uh, that this is good. There's always room for one more kitty in my litter box. Thus, Valerie can join them again, and Veronica can still be there. Yes, and Josie can just pee on them whenever she chooses. <laughs> yep. And and then Josie gives Valerie back her kitty ears yeah. that she was holding, like they're her property, like they're in a lockbox, and you have to sign them in and Prob- out probably, or something. Probably, probably That's yeah. so weirdly possessive. <laughs> It's concert time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats with Veronica yes. play. The, the extended Pussycats. They they do this disco cover of Dionne Warwick. Or no, it was Donna Summer. Donna Summer. And uh, towards the end of the song, Josie's dad leaves. He just Gets up out. and leaves. The whole crowd is loving it, but he bounces and Josie's devastated. She's heartbroken. And this is intercut with our mystery twins. <laughs> uh, they find the car uh-huh. under a tarp behind the syrup sign. Yep. And there's a bunch of Jason's stuff, including his Letterman jacket and drugs. Big old bricks of drugs. Bricks of drugs. The- and and they realize this is evidence. And Jughead takes some pictures of the trunk. Uh, and they're like, well, we need to go get the sheriff. But then there's a like cut to like the woods, and you can just tell someone's watching them. Something's up in these woods. So now it's time for Archie to go up. Uh, he he patches things up with with Betty, and she gives him with Veronica. He patches things up with Veronica. You know the way they're drawn; they're basically identical. It's only the hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> he patches things up with Veronica. And, you know, they reach an understanding. She gives him a little pep talk. A, a, you know, about, you know, focus on someone that makes you feel safe if you start to get nervous or whatever. And he says the creepiest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, she she offers to, like, she, she'd be happy to sing back up again, yeah. like the original plan was. But he says, no, I was born alone. I'll die alone. I'll sing alone. <laughs> like, he just goes straight for this depressing existential truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you just have to sing a song, dude. <laughs> you don't need to get heavy right now. So then Archie goes out there, and suddenly he flashes with the werewolf faces again. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is with these werewolf faces? They're on, like, all the football team, and I'm like, why? But... You know, he he looks out to the crowd and he sees his dad and his dad gives him an encouraging smile Mm -hmm. and he calms down a little and he plays. And it's nice. It's it's very, it's a very current song. Very unlike the Pussycats performance. It's, 
definitely in the vein of your your Mumfords and your Monster Men and your Noodly Noodly bands. It's uh, it's contemporary pop folk. Yeah, yeah, there's no Noodly Noodly. Well, if you had a few more members, one of them would have a mandolin. Yeah. Per- perhaps a dulcimer. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Speaking uh, of not having enough instruments, the Pussycats are a three-person band in this. Yes. You have a lead singer. Uh-huh. You have a drummer. Uh-huh. You have a keyboardist. Yep. Why is there a guitar leaning against <laughs> the drum kit? Josie sometimes plays. Never on screen. <laughs> and also, why was Veronica a fitting replacement for their one instrument that can make tunes? They do mention that. Valerie's like, I can play the keyboard. Veronica can't. <laughs> like, they were just going to have two singers and a drum kit? That's the plan? During Archie playing, mm-hmm. Betty and Jughead find Sheriff Keller at the school. And they they tell him that you they think, found the car. You think he's there supporting his kid? Who's emceeing the whole thing? Yes. Yeah. Of course he is. He's per- the type of dad that supports his son. Perhaps the greatest talent of all is being able to segue and introduce and keep the energy up. Yeah. Yeah. With his ruffly shirt. <laughs> he's wearing an 80s tux ruffle shirt. Well, you know. Like a goddamn pirate. They've been doing it for 75 years. Like, they only got so much costume budget. He... He uh, inherited the original MC's shirt yes. from 75 years ago. Yes. Before they leave, though, Veronica, like, hears Archie singing through the intercom and just kind of pauses for a second. But then they they rush. Like, oh, and we also flash to, like, Archie's dad. So happy. Yeah. He's so proud. And people cheer as Archie finishes. And then Valerie and Archie. They smooch. Valerie smooches Archie. There's a, there's like a pop, pop, pop. A lot of things happen right at the end. Yeah. Archie and Valerie smooch. Veronica approaches her mom. And, and Fred Andrews is so very happy. Hey, guess what? Uh, your mom's going to have a lot more work to do. We just scored that contract. So Veronica knows instantly. Oh, you forged my fucking signature, mom. Every time she's about to give her mom like... Inch. An inch. She gets some betrayal or something that splashes right back in her face. Yeah. Oh. And then there's Josie in the bathroom in tears, and her mm-hmm. mom comes to comfort her. And then... And then the car's on fire! The car is on fire! Whoever was in those woods looking through those branches set that car on fire. I mean, we, we know that Hal Cooper is big on destruction of evidence. He's my yeah. suspect. Well, and then we cut to Betty and Jughead at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy mm-hmm. to rushing in to get Polly, and they come to her room empty, and she's gone, and the glass in the windows is broken with blood on them, mm-hmm. and she's out there somewhere. That is how the episode ends. <laughs> uh, predictions? Predictions. Prediction time. We aren't going to know where Jughead's living for another few episodes. Just because you know they hate you. Yes, they hate me. Archie's dad's gonna find out that Veronica's mom is involved in doing shit. That, and that it's a lodge contract. Yeah. Like, well, now that he's got it, he's gotta know who's signing the checks. That's gotta happen. Well, this is pretty, like, he he didn't want to hire Veronica's mom because yeah, he, didn't... Be, he didn't want to be associated with the, like, embezzlement and everything that 
Mm -hmm. her husband did and i'm like now you have just put him in the worst situation shit's gonna happen with that his employees are gonna go on strike maybe okay some something with some sort of walkout or demonstration yeah and it might even be him involved with it yeah i feel like we're gonna see more of josie's dad you think miles wasn't a one-off i feel like there's more to this yeah i was expecting another scene of him at the end but since there wasn't i'm in your corner Yeah. yeah Werewolves are real. Your Archie saw them as a child and yes. he has nightmares about them. Yeah. Because yeah. they come from the cult in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. So like he he's having flashbacks to repressed memories. Mm-hmm. That's that's why That's all, what killed Jason. All of his fears manifest as werewolves because of this traumatic youth uh, uh, experience. Yeah. You know who burned the car? Hmm. Jason's drug contacts did. And I'm uh. going to go to the next step. Jughead's dad is his drug hookup who burned the car. There we go. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised about that. Archie's mom's going to come back to town. Because every Andrews needs a love triangle. <laughs> well, you know, they're starting to get this thing. She's going to hop back into town and think, and I don't think they're actually like separated. Like, officially on documentation. So that's going to get really awkward. They are geographically. Yeah, but, like, there's going to be tension there. Jughead will maybe eat a burger. <laughs> no, I find that unlikely. Not a cheeseburger, just a plain one. He's going to be very disappointed by it because it's not that good. Yeah. What if Jughead's vegan or, or vegetarian? We haven't seen him eat anything with meat. Like, unless... They claim he was picking out a burger in that one episode. Yeah, you know, the bun part, the part without the meat. He, can he definitely eat. can't be vegan because, like, he, like, ate a cherry out of whipped cream in the Sunday. That that was just all ve- whipped vegetable oil. That's No, that was, like... There's no real that cream. That was ready whip. That was not cool whip. That was ready whip. <laughs> okay, that stuff's real. All right, all right, all right. They can't do that to us. <laughs> He's already kissing people. Like, he can't be made a vegetarian. It's just too much. It's, it's too just much. too much. Polly's going to go to the cult in the woods. Falling back on your default prediction. Yeah. Insert major character is going to the cult in the woods. <laughs> yes. All right, cool. Yes. Th- this next segment seems to be getting thinner the more we go along, but there were still some good ones. So I'm going to ask you, dear, what was your favorite pop culture reference of the episode? I enjoyed the Romeo and Juliet reference. Uh-huh. It really should have been Clarissa Explains It All, though. Yeah. Yoko Ono. You're going to, yeah? Beatles. I think that was pretty good. For for me, it's yeah. uh, when uh, Fred Andrews told Archie that it, it doesn't matter if he bombs even worse than Electric Dylan at a folk concert. And then Archie just having this confused sort of blank stare. Doesn't know who Bob Dylan is. What the fuck? Because that's a character moment right there. Archie, ashamed of you. That's why it can't be my favorite. It's because I'm ashamed of him. <laughs> Uh, I have to give an honorable mention to Josie McCoy being named for Josephine Baker Mm. and hating it. Yeah. (laughs) So much pressure, Dad. (gasps) So that brings us to another segment where we uh, connect this show to its source material. So, darling, as a resident Archie Comics expert, Uh why don't you tell us about the page-to-screen transition of Josie and her pussy cats? Well... I think this is more your area of expertise. I will definitely tell you about all the pussycats I know. All right, so... Our neighbor cat that goes meow. meow. I haven't heard it. I think it's dead. It's, it wasn't dead two days ago. So you say. So I say I because it's true. You say that to make me feel better. Josie started basically as girl Archie 
Uh, you know, she's a redheaded teen with a love triangle getting in hijinks. And uh, just like when every kid's character was getting a band, uh, Archie had the Archies. Josie started the Pussycats, but instead of it just being a sometimes thing, that then became the whole thrust of the the book, the characters, and the plots. Mm-hmm. Josie's specific love triangle is between the the very rich boy who supports her band and her tours, and whose sister is her awful rival, mm-hmm. and the uh, dull-witted but reliable guy who's basically their roadie. <laughs> yeah. Th- there are also other foils in her pussycats, uh, f- the the most famous ones being Melody and Valerie. Valerie, the, the level-headed one, and Melody, the air-headed one. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's basically the situation. They had a, a sh- cartoon in, like, the mid-70s, I want to say, that got a lot of play on Cartoon Network when I was a kid. <laughs> Yeah. Which they quoted today, the, yeah. the theme song. Kevin uh, uh, led the applause as they walked off stage, announcing them as Josie and the Pussycats, long tails and ears for hats. Mm-hmm. That made me happy. Yeah. I never <laughs> saw the cartoon. No? No. I mean... There are many years where we did not have much in the way of cable. Is from the same, like, studio and general milieu that brought you Jabberjaw. So that's what you're getting into. <laughs> so that's basically Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. So, dear, how do you think that has uh, translated into Riverdale? Well, they, they've they taken a slightly different approach with the characters. Mm-hmm. In, like, very much creating this brand... From yeah. uh, Josie's mama, who's very into it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those kitschy elements that if you just shine it in the right light is so contemporary yeah. at the same time. Like, when you attach it to that, like, yeah, that's totally plausible that mm-hmm. they dress like cats for their show. <laughs> like, that's their thing. That's what's going to get them known. I am very glad that we are getting... Valerie mm-hmm. and Josie in more. I would really like... Has Melody had a line yet? I, I think she, she might have had one or two tonight. She's had like one or two. I hope we will get to know more about her. Mm-hmm. I hope she becomes a character because right now I don't get much of anything from her other than she plays the drums. She sure dang That's does. That's about it. That's about it. Hey, she used to work in a music store. Yes, because they all Cause met they... working in a music store. They were those jerks at the music store who just want to play in the break room and not help you check out or find something to buy. Yeah. So yeah, like like we mentioned last week when we talked about Reggie, Mm -hmm. Josie and Melody are two of the characters that they they recast as people of color. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, I think there's sort of, I guess, hyper focus into making it in in the cat-eat-cat world of, of... youth music yeah is very new like in the books like everything it depends on the needs of the story and the opinion of the writer but they're either just sort of established or they're struggling but the struggles are often just a backdrop for whatever comedy hijinks need to happen yeah but in riverdale they are in the trenches fighting for like Facebook likes every dang day. Yes. So so they can sign a contract 
hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, it's not just a for fun thing. It's a, this is what we are trying to do. We are going to make this into something. Mm-hmm. This is a career. We win Battle of the Bands Riverdale every year, and <laughs> the, we will win the 76th Variety Show. I love that there are so many opportunities in this podunk nothing of a town for live music. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just because her mom is the mayor. Probably. Like, this all did not exist before the last election. I do love that uh, Valerie points out to Josie that, like, she's being a bitch over a show in the school. (laughs) Like, calm down. It's the talent show. (laughs) It could be Carnegie Hall or the bowling alley. You give 110% Valerie. Yeah. Everyone's got cell phones. It's all going to wind up on YouTube. You never and know. Josie's very, uh, she's very demanding. Yeah, and she's I, hard. But, like, when you see, like, what she's up against in her family. Mm-hmm. From both ends. Like. She can never to- be artistic enough or successful enough. It totally makes sense why she's, like, has so much pressure about this. Her complete disappointment that she knows she can't make them happy. Mm-hmm. Like, poor Josie. Trailer? Trailer. Trailer. Next week, we are getting everything we wanted. It's all about the Jughead. It's, it's all, all about my boy. It's all about the... Skeet comes back. Yeah, Skeet. And, and Jughead, it's Jug, they're talking. People get arrested. I think Jughead gets arrested. Jughead gets taken to the station, and he asks for a lawyer. Yeah. Basically, the whole trailer was just Jughead stuff. It was Jughead talking to his dad. There's a fight between uh, Jughead's pops and Archie's pops. Yeah. Not at pops. No. It's everything I want. (laughs) Because you know what? I don't know where he lives. And I'd like to know where he's living right now. Like, okay, if, if we're doing predictions with trailer in mind, by the end of next week, he will have an address. And my guess is it's Archie's place. Why was he taken into the station? Why does he want a lawyer? What do they think he did? Because it could either be like Jason-related stuff, or it's like Alice Cooper has it out for him now. Maybe. Maybe he's getting his lawyer for his dad. I don't know. Ooh, maybe it has something to do with the fight. He touched the drug bricks. Maybe the drug bricks were uh, uh, rescued from the car fire, and his fingerprints are being used as evidence against him on the drug bricks. But he's the one that's like, I have pictures of it on my phone. Like, wouldn't, why would you take pictures and keep them if you're going to touch? Maybe the whole point is just the accusation. I'm just throwing out ideas. We'll see. I just want to know. That's all I remember from the trailer. The trailer goes really fast. And when you only watch it one time, it's. Something I've, something I've noticed Mm -hmm. is that the version that plays like at the end of the episode is shorter than what they show in ad breaks. Like, in their other shows later uh-huh. in the week. Yep. Yeah. It's, like, half the commercial. So we're not working on a lot here. <laughs> it's not our fault. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really, really appreciate it if you shared the link around. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a rating and review there to help strangers find it through the magic of algorithms. Ooh. That's the sound that people make when they're uh, creating these werewolves in the woods cult. And uh, with that little bit of housekeeping out of the way, thanks for listening. Uh, We're about halfway through the show and can't wait to see how it goes. (laughs) And with that, I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie, (gasps) Ginger Judas. You, Ginger Judas. 
you are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, won't you please? Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?